Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. When someone tagged an Armenian school in San Francisco with graffiti last month, Armenians living in the Bay knew what the message was. They knew it was directly related to the international border dispute that's been going on since the Armenian genocide in 1915. They also knew that was the message behind the bullet fired at the school, and a fire that destroyed their community center last month. We had our Sunday ceremonies there, our holidays. Every record that we had for everything from our community, it's all gone now. Tens of thousands of Armenians live in San Francisco. And for many of them, the fire was a personal attack on their history, identity, and safety. Today, how local Armenians are responding and what it means when conflicts abroad follow you to the place where you sought refuge. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. There's been an Armenian community in San Francisco for over 100 years, and it's one of the biggest ones in the United States. Nastia Voinovskaya is a reporter and editor for KQED Arts and Culture. There are about 50,000 Armenian Americans in the Bay Area. I think it's particularly significant because not only are there the Armenians that came here in the 90s after the fall of the Soviet Union, but there there's people like Aida's family who were displaced to another country like Iran and then ended up here. We moved here in 1977. 
with my family, the whole family, my parents, my brothers. Ida came to San Francisco from Iran, actually, in 1977, and she's Armenian, and her family was displaced to Iran after the 1915 Armenian Genocide. The first weekend, I asked my cousins to take me to church because, you know, that's what you look for. When she arrived here, she was a young woman, and her cousins first took her to the St. Gregory Church. That church kind of became the center of cultural life for her and a lot of other Armenian Americans here in San Francisco. Um, she got married there, her kids were baptized there, um, and also the building next to the church housed a bunch of Armenian organizations, um, including the Genocide Education Project and Hamaskayin, which is the performing arts organization. You know, it's very close to art. I had dance rehearsals there. We had theater rehearsals there. Uh, we had so many, uh, you know, events. And that's home to every organization in our community. And it's one of those few institutions in San Francisco that really preserves and celebrates and passes down Armenian cultural traditions. It brings unity. It's uh, our identity. I know the reason you reached out to Aida in the first place is because there's been a series of suspected hate crimes recently against Armenians in the Bay Area. Can you tell me what's been happening? Yeah, so in July, the KZV Armenian School, which is a K-8 school, and it's the only Armenian school in Northern California, um, it was targeted with anti-Armenian graffiti and hate speech. Well, can there have been a crowd out here all day long in front of the Armenian school on Brotherhood Way? In fact, there are some alumni behind me taking pictures and singing as they express their fury and outrage over the tagging, which they perceive to be racist and from Turkey and Azerbaijan. And then in mid-September, there was the arson at the church community center at Vesborgen Hall, and pretty much the whole inside of it was burned. Back in July, someone attacked the school on Brotherhood Way in San Francisco with graffiti. Then someone set a fire at the church offices, and over the weekend, someone apparently shot at a sign on the property. They lost tons of the community's records and archives, and including priceless first editions of books by authors that either were killed in the genocide or survived the genocide. And fortunately, no one got hurt in any of those incidents, but most recently, an Armenian family had their door marked with a cross, which was the same marking that was used in the pogroms against Armenians in Azerbaijan in the 90s. And now the San Francisco Police Department is investigating them as hate crimes. Do we know why this is happening or who's doing this? So the graffiti that appeared at the KZV Armenian school was in the red, green, and blue colors of the Azerbaijan flag. And that has led many in the local Armenian community to believe that this has to do with the current border conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan. And actually, they've connected it to a string of violent incidents against the Armenian diaspora in other countries, including Russia, where there's a big Armenian population. So 
So I do think it's important to take some time and explain the geopolitics here because there is a history of genocide that dates back to 1915 that's playing a role now today in the Bay Area. Yeah, so this is where it gets complicated. The Ottoman Empire, which is modern-day Turkey, perpetuated the Armenian Genocide where a million and a half Armenians were either killed or displaced in 1915. Then later, fast forward to the 1930s in the Soviet Union, Stalin was dividing up the borders in the Caucasus region and he gave the territory of Nagorno-Karabakh to Azerbaijan despite it being populated by ethnic Armenians. These were borders that were drawn up by imperial powers, and then later, when the Soviet Union fell apart in the late 80s and early 90s, then the ethnic Armenians living in Nagorno-Karabakh wanted to be become part of Armenia. So that led to a war between Armenia and Azerbaijan, and there was a ceasefire in 1994. But that conflict at the border started up again this year. Heavy fighting between Armenia and Azerbaijan has continued for another day in the disputed region of Nagorno-Karabakh. It comes as the Turkish president called on Armenia to immediately withdraw. They in turn have it's been covered a lot in the media as ethnic infighting between two equals, but Armenian-American activists are pointing out that Azerbaijan is backed by Turkey, which perpetuated the original Armenian genocide over 100 years ago. This isn't just something happening, you know, in a land, land far, far away. This is, this is a real threat and a real, real problem that we are witnessing the possibility of another ethnic cleansing campaign. So I spoke to Oakland resident and Armenian-American activist Greg Nemet, and he uh, talked about why this is a humanitarian crisis that's not getting enough attention, and also why the power dynamic um, in this situation is so unequal. It's the framing of the colonial powers doing what they do, and uh, Turkey, by and large, is acting like a settler colonial power, uh, imposing its will against the indigenous folks that are Armenians. Is this conflict that's been going on for more than a century part of the reason that so many Armenians came to the Bay Area in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. A big portion of the Armenian population here in the Bay Area actually is from Azerbaijan and came here in the early 90s when there were anti-Armenian pogroms there. And so that's actually the region that's, that's in dispute. Exactly, yeah. So given all that context... What are people saying about what happened at the church, at the school? There's been a lot of support for the Armenian community in San Francisco. Um, Mayor London Breed and State Senator Scott Wiener came out and spoke in support of the Armenian community, and they've actually likened it to attacks on the Black community through church bombings or attacks on the Jewish community. So I think that there is a lot of solidarity, and that's helping raise awareness around this. Was it shocking to the people that you talked to that, that they could be targeted here in the Bay Area specifically? Yeah, absolutely. I spoke to the priest at St. Gregory Church, Father Sampad Sambujian, and he said that the, this is very shocking to the whole community that something like this would happen in the Bay Area, which is usually so tolerant and so diverse and peaceful. It's not a normal uh, thing to happen in, uh, in our community. Uh, the community uh, has never seen such thing uh, in its history from the beginning until now. 
So what's the Armenian-American community here in the Bay Area now doing about this violence? So the Armenian-American activists I talked to said that they are having a hard time getting their message heard by the wider public because I think um, a lot of people in the United States are not too familiar with the geopolitics of the Middle East or the former Soviet Union. And so they kind of treat this as a case of just ethnic infighting that has nothing to do with them. But the Armenian-Americans I've talked to here really want other communities to recognize the struggle that they're going through. They feel like they're reliving the genocide from over 100 years ago. And um, they're framing this as another example of an indigenous population being attacked by a settler colonialist state, which is what they consider Turkey. So what's happening with the buildings that were damaged on the church's property? Is anybody able to visit or is it completely damaged? Yeah, they're, they're completely gutted, but um, the church next door is still having services. They're, they're live streamed online, but um, the priest, Father Sampad, said that he's not going to stop his church services or his Bible study group because then the attackers would have gotten their ways. I am angry and sad about what happened. But as a pastor, I will always uh, encourage my community members to have faith, uh, to be united uh, so we can move on and restart a new page in our community. Why do you feel like this is such an important story in the Bay Area? Well, I think this is an important story because... um, This is a community that has historically been under attack and been subject to genocide and displacement. And even the original Armenian genocide uh, over 100 years ago hasn't been widely recognized internationally by all governments. The U.S. government only recognized it last year. And I think that there's very little understanding about the conflicts that affect that part of the world and then the greater diaspora, including some of the community here. So I I wanted people to know more about it and actually hear from the Armenian-American activists themselves. And also I'm thinking about what does it mean when a place that was supposed to be a safe haven for so many people doesn't feel safe anymore, too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know firsthand as a Russian immigrant, uh, those types of community centers, your church or your place of worship, those few businesses that represent your ethnic background, those are the places in an immigrant's new home where they really uh, connect to their culture and their identity. And for an attack to happen kind of at the core of Armenian cultural life, it's um, a major hit to the community, and I really empathize. Nastia, thank you so much. Thanks, Devin. Armenian activists in the Bay Area, like Greg, are campaigning on social media and on the streets to get more support for people in Armenia. A couple of weekends ago, thousands of people marched on the Golden Gate Bridge, trying to raise awareness and get more Americans to support the Armenian people, while urging U.S. politicians to do more to help. 
We needed to elevate the, our voices and demand for a ceasefire and recognition of that land and the, uh, the right of Armenians to live in their ancestral lands. Nastia Voinovskaya is a reporter and editor for KQED Arts and Culture. This is The Bay, news to keep you rooted. This episode was produced by Erica Cruz Guevara and our editor, Alan Montecilio. We're made by your local public media station, KQED. I'm Devin Kadayama. Talk to you next time. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.